Hey, this is Rev D. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you've been blessed. There's so much out there as far as content. But now what you're getting ready to listen to is a sermon. That's right. Preached by yours truly. Be blessed and may heaven continue to shine upon you. Continue to listen. It's coming up next. Somebody say amen. That's that's good news. I, I don't know about you, but I think we should stand to our feet for a minute and just give God some praise. Lord, we know to stand before you uh, in a reasonable amount of help. Um, I don't know about you, but everybody is getting sick, all kind of stuff, all kind of stuff. And I had the pleasure of being with my family for the holiday and, you know, folk done been everywhere, crisscrossed, and we still have to be careful. But God is our protector. He has given us the wisdom to take care of ourselves. Because when you know better, you do better. Amen? Amen. So we have to continue to be vigilant in these perilous times where so many disease and variances and all kinds of stuff are out here. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we're wearing a mask to protect others. Amen? Because that's what we have to do. So I just want us to take a a moment to just remember those that gathered together in churches here in the South um, to watch the clock strike 12 in the year of 1862, excuse me, 1862 going into 1863 when the emancipation Patient proclamation would go into effect to declare that the slaves in the Confederate states were free. That is something to cheer about. And I don't know about you, but my ancestors were there, right here in the South. Anybody ancestors was there on watch night? And Chad, can you imagine the cheer that went on? Can you imagine when the player hits a home run? What do people do? They stand up and they cheer for their team. So I can only imagine what went on, the prayers that went on 
that night. And I just think that we should have a minute to reflect. Oh, I tell you, if we just hold on, God will do it. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but sometimes we just got to hold on and wait for God to make that move. So I just want to take a minute to honor our ancestors that were there, that went through so much just to get there. Amen. 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 And they call that the famous watch night. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So today we're having a watch day. Amen. We're going to have a watch day. I know some of y'all going to go out and find a church tonight because it really is something to just be on your knees. Amen. Amen. At midnight. Be on your knees at midnight. Mm -hmm. Praising God. Well, I just want to give honor to our pastor in her absence. Once again, I don't take these opportunities lightly. I want to thank Reverend Jones and Reverend Key and all of you just for being here on today. Certainly, I would like to thank the stewards for remembering me and others that remembered me. God bless you and may heaven continue to shine upon you. Well, it's preaching time and I'm just excited about the word. Uh, God put me in John the ninth chapter. John the ninth chapter. Now you know there's so much in that ninth chapter, but we're going to just wrestle with the first nine verses of John the ninth chapter. Okay. And when you have it, say amen. Amen. And the word of the Lord reads, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And the word of the Lord says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spat on the ground and made some mud with saliva and put it on the man's eye. Verse 7 says, go. He told him, and washed in the pool of Shalom. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors, and this is our scripture text, his neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claim that he was. Others says, No. He only looks like him, but he himself insisted, I am that man. For the next couple of minutes, I would like for us to wrestle with one word. Go. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, dear God, Lord, we just love you and adore you. Father, we just thank you for allowing us to be in the house one more time. Father, we ask that you be in the midst 
so, God, and Father, that you would hide me now behind the cross, and, oh, God, that you will come through. Father, use me as a vessel. Father, there's someone here that needs a word from on high. Touch them, Father. Touch them, Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do. Set that fire, oh God, in their hearts. Father, let them know you love them. And Father, when it's all said and done, Father, that you will touch someone in a special way. That they will say, what must I do to be saved? Father, we are humbled. Father, we are just so humble because you didn't have to do it. So we ask that you just bless this preaching moment as only you can. And the people of God said amen, 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 amen. and amen. amen. God is not looking for undercover Christians. He's not looking for us to be secret agents. Jesus didn't have a secret service protecting him like the president of the United States, nor did his, his disciples, did he need them to protect him. Mm-hmm. What God had already ordained was salvation through Jesus Christ. So my question for you on this morning, if God has made a difference in you, If you know you've been changed because he touched that inner spirit within you, who have you told? Or has anyone noticed? Now, for many, that's an absolute yes. We had a testimony just on this morning of what God has did to Sister Norma. Amen? What we see here in this text is an account of another miracle that Jesus does for the blind beggar. Mm -hmm. This account is told in all four narratives, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and here in John. All writer puts their own spin on it and focus on certain details of the same account. John, the brother of James, records more miracles than any other gospel narrative. John puts emphasis on the blind man's response after Jesus restores his sight. And as we look here at the text, or verse 9, look at the text. As he went along, he saw a blind man from birth, right? His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now let's stop right there. Has anyone ever justified your misfortune? Let's, let me say it differently. Has anyone ever judged someone and said they deserve what they got? God help us if we did. That karma is real? Well, that was the case with these disciples that asked Jesus, who said the man or his parents that the man was blown blind. People may have even thought that that was a curse. Amen? But Jesus, here in the text, immediately sets the record straight to his disciples. He takes the opportunity, because 
they take a teaching moment. Amen? And you got to know a teaching moment when you see it, right? He takes the opportunity to correct their perception from a worldly point of view, amen, to a godly point of view. Jesus pointed their eyes from what they saw in the natural realm to the spiritual realm. Sometimes you have to look past what you see. Somebody's going to get that. To see what God wants us to see. We got to see past what we're looking at. Like, what is this about? And then we go to that spiritual eye. And then we start seeing what God would have us to see. At verse 3, he says, Neither this man nor his parents sin, said Jesus, but this happens so that the works of God might display. Another translation says that the word might, that it might manifest. Amen. In him. So as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. That's Jesus. Night is coming when no man can work. And he says, while I am in the world, he says, I am the light. So here we see Jesus not only correct the disciples, but he also charges them to what they should be doing. He, he, he gives them the very reason for them being disciples. The very reason that they are even followers. The very reason that they are even in courtship with Jesus. He says, we, meaning the disciples along with Jesus, this is still the mission today, church. We ought to be focusing on what God wants us to do rather than what the world would have us to do. Now, I know that's not easy. I'm in this world with you. We must do the works. We must serve Christ. Yes, we worship Christ, and we must proclaim he is the Savior. Have I got a witness here? If we don't tell somebody who will? Who will? I know we all have to work to make a living. Lord knows it's been a year for me. But putting in the work, listen to me, church, gives you something more valuable than money. Putting in the work leads others to Christ, or rather, it leads them to something that's greater than silver and gold. And that is salvation. Let's give God a hand praise that he allowed us for salvation. But I like how Jesus is a smooth mover. Then he moves on to the real reason why he sees this blind man. Why their paths cross. There's a reason. That, that was no accident. Amen. It's no accident. Oh, I tell you, we take so much for granted. Can you imagine being blind from birth? Well, I stopped by to tell you a setback 
is not always the devil. A setback just might be a setup. A setup by God. Amen? Oh, you may have thought about the setback. But I stopped by to tell you the devil is still telling lie after lie after lie. Mm -hmm. You have been set up by God, for God, to get the glory over your situation. Like I said, we had a witness come in today. If it had not been for Jesus, have I got a witness in here today? I'm going to say it again. Just hold on. And God will show out. Jesus is still in the miracle business. And I don't know about you, but I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm a miracle. I am a miracle. When Jesus spit on the ground and made some mud with saliva and put it on the man's eye, the next thing he said was, go. Go. God has done something miraculous for all of us. And we have to go in the name of the Lord. Oh, I tell you, God can do it. God will do it when we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, Jesus restored his eyesight, but it was through the spiritual sight of believing that Jesus is, is what made him truly healed. Amen? Amen? Oh, I tell you, you must have faith. And here we see where the writer John gives details after the great miracle was performed by the man by faith. That's what he hones in on in this text. Look at the text. His neighbors said, his neighbors and those who formerly seen him beg and ask, isn't this the same man who used to sit in bed? Has anyone ever asked, is this the same person? Are you the same person? Has anyone ever said, I can't believe this is the same person? Has anyone ever said, I see that change came over you? Am I among believers today? Amen. Am I in the right church? Amen. Is Jesus in the house? Amen. Jesus is here because he's in you. Amen? Amen? The Bible says some claim that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. <laughs> but he himself he himself insisted, yes. I am that man. Amen. Have I got anybody in here to say, I am that one that Christ saved? Yes, it's me. I am that one that the Lord touched. Yes, it's me. He did it for me, and he will do it for you. Oh, I tell you, I stop by to tell you, he may have been blind with the naked eye, but thanks be to God, he could see with his 
was blind from birth. I believe someone missed that. This man was blind from birth. There's a spiritual thing right there for us to hone in on. We operate in the spiritual realm, right? And we too, my brothers and my sisters, were spiritually blind from birth. And just as Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Yes, we must be spiritually born again by faith and believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. Have I got a witness here on this morning? Ah, oh, the real miracle is the miracle of grace. When Jesus saved you from sin, that's when you've been touched by the Lord. And we must do likewise like the blind man and go and tell the world around us, I am that man, woman, boy, or girl. Y'all don't hear me. I am that man, woman, boy, or girl that Jesus touched, that Jesus saved. As I said in the beginning, go. Go and tell somebody what God has done for you. Oh, I tell you, you better tell somebody what Christ has done for you. Oh, you better tell somebody he is the Christ and morning star. And when you do, tell somebody, I am a believer. God gets the glory over your life. When you tell somebody, I am a child of God. They will see it. When you tell someone, I am a Christian, they will see Jesus in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do I have any believers in the house Lord today? Go. Go tell it on the mountain. When Jesus touches you, there
there. Your faith will take you further when you proclaim Jesus. Listen to me. Your faith will take you further when you simply, Brother Daniel, explain salvation. Your faith will take you further when you tell someone that you're here by his grace. Have I got a witness in here on this morning? Am I in the right church? Is the spirit running rapid? I don't know about you, but the Lord has been good. You can't make me down. Not that I know so much about him, but he's been good to me. So let me leave this with you as I bring this to a close. Don't be blind to all that God has for you. Don't be blind. The psalmist said, the word is a lamp unto our feet. That's wisdom. If you get that, the instructions are lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In your quiet time, I want you to check out this movie. All the light we can't see. I don't know if anybody has seen it, but the title is powerful. All the light we can't see. That's a little heavy when you're not blind. Check that movie out. But I could just give you a little thing. It's about the coded story. It's a story that's coded. But you would have to be significant to see what the code is saying. And that's just like the Bible. The Bible is an open book. And there is the Holy Spirit that's going to give us understanding. Amen? It's the Holy Spirit that's going to impart wisdom. It's going to let us know if we're going to get it or not. You know your mama said, I done told you that three or four times and you still didn't get it. Well, sometimes the Holy Spirit got to do that for us the same way. Because the good news is God wants us to get it. So be watchful in 2024. Be ready. Be ready. Go and get ready. Hello? Because Jesus is coming back for a church. Church. Is he coming back? He is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. He is coming back for those that went and told the story and went and helped others get saved. One man plants, another waters, but God gets the increase. We all collectively have to work together because there's something you can do that I can't do. There's something I can do. 
I don't know who I'm talking to. But I'm going to tell you that God is not only looking for followers, he's not only looking for leaders, stewards, he's looking for more proclaimers. Proclaimers. They fancy it up, call them preachers, but he's looking for those that can proclaim that he was here, he went to the cross, he got up on the